And now it's time for everybody's favorite podcast, Meet Us on Main Street with Tia and Stacy. Hi, I'm Stacy with Edgewater Creative. And I'm Tia with Dunclassy Events. We're two small business owners who reside in the beautiful city of Dunedin, Florida. We love our charming city on the Gulf and want to share with you all it has to offer. Join us as we chat with business owners, event hosts, and charities located in Dunedin and other surrounding communities. So come along and meet us on Main Street. That's how I, I hope I got that as a sound effect too of me going <laughs> with all of my fingers. Yeah. yeah. I had stopped it for a very long time and then I've just started again. Um, you can get arthritis. I probably already have arthritis. Like I feel like uh, from all the hand sanitizer bottles, I've had to physically screw on my freaking hand. Oh yeah. Um, I guess we are recording. Uh, anyways. Hi, welcome to our podcast. That was our, um, uh, segue into it because we'll never figure out how to properly start this episode. Um, I'm Tia. <laughs> and I'm Stacy. Uh, and our podcast, as you may see, is called Meet Us on Main Street. Um, we are the OG Dunedin podcast. Oh, by the way, so I found out that YouTube will give us a bunch of free music and like actual songs and stuff, kind of like what our theme song is and sound effects so yes. i'm still trying to find that air horn sound to like throw in now so we'll have a lot more it's different called a music. ham horn but they don't name it that and thing they call it like air horns and stuff like they don't give me the exact like thing for it in there mm. one day we'll know. get our ham horn the real one though it's so much more fun to do it with your mouth um Anyways, we're a podcast that likes to bring you all the information about our local town, Dunedin, Safety Harbor, Clearwater, mainly Dunedin, but we're getting to the rest of them eventually. Palm Harbor, Tarpon Springs, yeah, those Oldsmar. Two. I'm just going to yeah. list all the towns surrounding us like Tramp, Fried Shrimp, <laughs> Garlic Shrimp, Shrimp well, that, Scampi, yeah. Coconut <laughs> Shrimp. And then we get sued because Forrest Gump has decided they're not making enough money anymore. <laughs> I didn't say where that came from. Shit. I will be getting sued. You will be the witness <laughs> for the prosecution. I will be on there. I'll be like, why, Stacy? Why? <laughs> and I'm like, I just like shrimp. I was just listing types of shrimp that I like. I don't know what she's talking about, <laughs> but I think she said something about, um, you know, Forrest Gump a lot. I'm just saying, like, how much of this? So how much this of this episode this is sponsored by Forrest Gump or, Bubba or, or Gump I'm shrimp. sorry, the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, shrimp company which there is one down on John, uh, St. John's Pass. I have yet St. To John's go to. Pass. Is it? Is it just John? It's just John's Pass. Just John's past. Sorry, he his sainthood was removed. He is no longer a saint. He is just John's past. He's been unsainted to uh, just regular John. Uh, good old John's past. Um, yeah. John's so, anyways, yeah. it's a beautiful um, area. How it's have cool you been? Boardwalk. Um, what have you been doing, uh, fellow co-hosts? Throughout our, we're almost done with quarantine. Oh, Florida's almost, almost done with. Yeah. Hold on. Let me rephrase that. Florida has decided that we are Florida? done with quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love there's a meme out there that's like, I love that it said, like, I love that Florida just decided that we're done with this shit. Like, and while the rest of the, everyone else is quarantined still, like, mm -hmm. we're just like, we're done. Yeah. I also saw a meme that was like, um, I don't know if you saw that movie on Netflix, The Wrong Missy. Okay, David yeah, Spade. I've seen it, but like, I'm still going back and forth on whether I want to watch it because I, I love David Spade and I love all those types of like Adam Sandler type movies. But like, I feel like that one's going to be one of those like cringeworthy moment movies where a lot oh, of the yeah, times I'm going to be like, ah, ah, why, yeah. why are you letting this happen? <laughs> it, um, yeah, it was, it, I, I won't say it was a good movie, but <laughs> it wasn't, I mean, it was entertaining. It's like old school David Spade too, like with um, 
like how he looked in like black sheep, like pre oh, that yeah. beard or goatee, long hippie hair that he's been doing lately. So it was good to see him back in his yeah. dorky status, at least. Um, but the meme was uh, f- like a picture from that and it had her like grinding on David Spade and it said like, um, and it said Florida over her and it said the rest of the country over him. <laughs> he's just like... <laughs> yeah well my favorite part was essentially like when um hob went on the news and literally just like called out uh desantis about the breweries not being allowed to open and then literally like the next day i just could see like desantis because then it said like email desantis to make this change i literally just see desantis in his office being like what what whatever i don't care sure open up the breweries what like i'm Next, like y'all get COVID. I don't care anymore. Like I tried to open yeah, this good up job, reasonably. Hob. We're proud yeah. of you for uh, I know. taking that step. Hell yeah! But I just love it. I could just see him being like, you know what? I don't fucking care. Whatever. Like, who <laughs> else got wants more to shit open? To worry about? Yeah, exactly. Like I wasn't prepared for this shit. Like whatever, just open. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> who else? Who else is, wants to petition? Next petition? Sure, you're open now too. <laughs> like y'all open. Um, but that's really exciting that everything, like, um, I just said is starting to open back up. Pretty much everything's open. I think except everything for bar bars. is basically, yeah. Just not at full capacities yet. Or like mm-hmm. full, like if you're a straight I guess up night bar. clubs aren't open. But I think Blur's open. Oh, that's Or curious. opening. Unless one of the events I saw may have been an old one, but I thought it looked like it was like a new event they had so i know that some bars too are just kind of like oh well we have food so we're doing this anyways like norton's did that (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're technically a bar but they're like well we serve it's allowed as long as um yeah as long as you sell any kind of food you can open so you know kudos to them i actually finally i went to dunning brewery and um Finally got to drink a beer outside, which was fan fucking tastic. Not that I haven't been going to parks. So good. Oh my god, that's why I had to go. Like they were only doing it for Friday and Saturday, and people that didn't see it on Facebook, they were putting their uh, poutine onto a pizza. And my least favorite part of that is always the French fries. So whenever I order it, I ask them to not put French fries in it. Is that just least favorite part of? anything is french fries french fries are the best (laughs) so i decided a very long time ago to not like i do still eat fries i do enjoy fries but i decided a long time ago to not ever add fries onto an order because that's the way you kind of to kind of cut out those calories because you know you always (laughs) end up eating all the fries that's the road to obeseville (laughs) exactly the french fries like that's that's where it is it's just like you have to draw that fast food line somewhere um (laughs) So, but like people, all the bartenders at Dunning Brewery always look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, I don't need any more pork. Like I don't need any more cheese curds, just legit take out the fries. Like you don't need it. Like, I feel like people like with bartenders, how if you say like You're light like, ice. Put it on a pizza instead. <laughs> yes. So they did that, which was fan-fucking-tastic. But I always feel like, you know, the the running joke with bartenders is like, oh, if you ask for light ice, you're not getting any more alcohol or, like, less soda. Mm. I just don't want the mixer. Like, I just don't want that much. Like, I just want a splash of Coke. Like, you can still fill my drink to whatever normal right, right. or, like, I'm not one of those people who are like, oh, you're going to give me more alcohol. Like, I just don't want like a bunch of fucking soda in my drink but it's the same thing with that like i just don't want the french fries don't give me any extra anything just don't give me fries and that's my rant i'll take like, all I'm your not extra one of those french people. fries there you go from now on that's why <laughs> you know we're co co-hosts here I, you get my fries <laughs> although i will say tots are and always will be superior to french oh, fries oh no Tater tots, on the other hand, they're they're all I'm all for those because you don't find tater tots as often as you find French fries. Like everything's paired mm-hmm. with French fries. Not everything is paired with tater tots. Just like the curly fry, that's another one that's like a rarity. So you Hooters, have to get it when they have it. Hooters has the best curly fries ever. Mm. I love them so much. Um, isn't 
Rusty Lion, the one that does the tater top basket that you get. Oh my God. They have the best fry appetizer. They've got their bucket of tater tots. They've got their bucket of sweet potato tots. They've got their bucket of uh, regular fries. And then they've got their bucket of, what is it? Uh, Oh, it's been a while now. Is it the um, waffle fries? Oh, it's just, did they do pretzels on that smorgasbord too? Oh, they have another good yeah, one. Okay. <laughs> See, I flip between the two. Okay. Um, they <laughs> such a fat. <laughs> Those are the best. The appetizers are always the best foods. At these I, I love appetizers. Me I too. Only appetizers. Um, the and actually, I I enjoy just getting like if we go to Rusty Line, I'll just get an appetizer. Yeah. Um, they have one with a basket, I mean, a bucket of tater tots and a bucket of uh, soft pretzel bites. Yes, that's the one. That's yeah. the one I was eating off of from you, like, when we went there, uh, whenever. I'm just like, oh. and then, like, <laughs> Misty's guy, like, literally stole all of your fucking tater tots oh, out of that. Oh, I was so mad. <laughs> it's so like, I mad. said some. <laughs> um. But yeah, speaking about being able to like go out like with the restaurants and some of these places you can see now you can actually start going back to places like Rusty Lion. <laughs> um, I love that they decided to do the blocking off of the parking spots like where they're doing the barricades as opposed mm-hmm. to actually shutting down Main Street. Because I think that would have cl- caused like a giant like clusterfuck of uh, traffic, oh, yeah, with traffic if they would have tried to shut down the street. But like shutting down parking spots, that's brilliant. Like you just mm-hmm. now you've just made a little section for... Yeah, some of them are super cute. Like, um, mm-hmm. I think it was Sterling I saw had the mm-hmm. fake grass in there, and it was it was really cute. Yeah, and they have the planters up on top of like these giant orange barricades to try to make them look pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I understand those types of barricades because you know some idiot would try to like park in the spot if there was just like a yellow oh, rope. Like, yeah. I didn't see the yellow caution tape there. Like, <laughs> I know you need to put something directly in there. Yeah, and I just went down there today, and I just spent all of my money at Amelia's. That was fun. Um, so now we actually Amelia's get to go into stores again. She's going to be yeah. a guest on an upcoming episode. She is. Um, we're also going to do a Stacy and Tia uh, do stuff episode with her too, and you'll find out what that is closer to her airing date. But yeah, I love her shop. Um, I could spend hours probably buying everything in there. It always like smells gluten. so nice in there. It does. And like, I trust everything that she like recommends. Um, obviously not a doctor. Like she always gives me the FDA warning, (laughs) but I like, and I also know that too. It's like, I'm not like, if I had a broken arm, I'm not going to be like, Hey, what should I do for this? Like my bones sticking out of my elbow. I could totally see you just going to her and Seth at Dunedin Hemp Company and being like, okay, between the two of you, you'll, you'll figure something out. I don't have health insurance. Tell me what to do. What's the all natural method? (laughs) Well, so one of you push the bone back into my elbow, please. And then the (laughs) other one wrap it. Feed me some kratom while you're doing. (laughs) Oh, kratom's a whole I still don't understand kratom. We'll have to talk to Seth about that. Yeah. Who will Um, be another upcoming guest. Exactly. We have tons of upcoming guests. We may, we have decided that we may be sticking to virtual because the audio is actually pretty awesome when we do it this way but whenever we start making millions of dollars on here and we can get the proper soundboard which equipment, is like two weeks from now hey yeah so in about two weeks from now we'll start going back to regular <laughs> and we'll be at that one million mark um and then we can get all like the soundboards and whatever i just got new headphones so i'm very like happy they're bluetooth also so i can still like walk away and listen to you guys talk shit about you me. You so virtual jealous movies. of my Beats by Dre. I was. <laughs> that I had to spend one-fourth of the price to get these instead. <laughs> uh, well, these were free. So now who feels like an ass? <laughs> <laughs> me. No. Well, really, I ended up getting these two is because both of my sets of headphones, like my earbuds, like only the left ear worked. So I was like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Like I need actual like headphones now, but mm-hmm. I don't hear myself talking in these. Like everyone, like you say, like you hear yourself talking. I don't hear myself. Talking. Yeah. I have to plug it in. I don't use the Bluetooth for it. So I plug it in. I use the plug and plug it into my mic. 
Oh, into the mic itself. And then mm-hmm. you can hear yourself. I don't think I have a plug jack on this mic, which I'm okay with. I don't want to hear back. I have to hear back myself when I edit these podcasts. I don't want to hear back myself like while I'm actually talking. So we're good. Well, do you have any other new, anything cool going on that you've been doing? Your yard work going well? I got nothing. I've been doing. <laughs> I got every, nothing. Every you Sunday got- I spend, I do kind of like, I have a routine now. <laughs> so every day I do a workout, which is good. Um, and then every Sunday is my rest day, but I still get, um, out there and move by doing yard work for a few hours. So, um, I finished my project of the shrubs along the sidewalk, which we talked about before that took a whole fucking month. Um, (laughs) And now it's been like three weeks. I finished on mother's day and now I'm looking out my window because I see from the rain, like it's like these fucking weeds have popped up again and I'm going to have to get out there again on Sunday. It's never ending. Like it really is never ending. Spray some fucking weed killer. I know. But yeah, so I've been working on that. So I've gotten a little bit into gardening um, because I've now taken the project and like expanded to the backyard and the like front yard. And I actually just uh, very excitingly bought seeds to grow my own basil and peppermint. (laughs) So you are almost uh, on your progress to becoming 60 in your 30s. I'm becoming the most boring person alive. <laughs> you're taking this quarantine way too much, like too easily. Like I've you're- basically, <laughs> I've basically retired. Yeah, you retired. <laughs> you're now taking up gardening. Um, you're gonna <laughs> plant some things. You already read, um, so mm-hmm. you've already got that mm-hmm. going for you. Maybe a pottery class is in your near future. Mm. Something, something to do. You're gonna make really crappy vases pottery. all around. There's okay. I don't know if it shut down or what happened with it, but did you see that new clay pottery place that was by the that old bike shop, that Energy Conservatory that closed down? There's like Mm-mm. some pottery shop that had opened up there like a couple months before COVID. Oh. And I was wondering if they do, I'm sure they have to do classes. So we should look into that too. Hmm, Yeah, that would be fun. Well, I'm glad that you're becoming a golden girl. Uh, (laughs) Your your life is finally complete. Yes. Um, I'm excited to go back out and do stuff. I try to get back into my yoga and meditation practice in the mornings too. Yes, that's another thing I've been doing every day is yoga. And I will say that I feel so um, much more at peace by doing yoga daily. You see more peace. Like, I feel like you're, you're exuding more of an Oprah vibe when we do our (laughs) intro outros now, like you're just like, all right, my children, like you're going to open up a gardening cult by our next episode. (laughs) I like, if I could be that like all natural person, I would like, I feel like I could totally get down with just like doing yoga all the time and like not wearing makeup and yeah I was a yoga instructor for a very long time and I'm still technically I mean you're not ever really not a yoga instructor but you don't actively do it yeah yeah people were always so surprised which I actually do have a very calm like if something's very chaotic I can be super calm like when things are chaotic around me that's why I'm my calmest because I'm like all right let's get this done like everyone chill out I got well this. and that's like, why you work so well as an event planner because yeah. events are very chaotic and you're oh, yeah. able to be calm exactly yoga is great for your mind and your body because I remember when I went to Publix, um, the one that used to be where the one on Sunset Point, when it was there mm-hmm. before the the one that yeah. opened up where Albertsons was, there was this old lady that was always in there when I went with my mom and she had like the worst hunchback ever. Like, and she was always sitting up front. And like, I remember always seeing that woman. And like, so from a young age, I'm just like, what do I have to do to not like what, osteoporosis and have like mm-hmm. the hunchback? So like yoga and like being flexible has always been a really big deal to me. So like, I've always known like, that's good because we always are. We're like hunched over all the time, like on our keyboards and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's 
yoga's like fantastic everyone should do yoga even if you're not like getting all crunchy granola about it like everyone should still stretch and do yoga yeah i'm always on uh my friend's back one of my best friends in new jersey she like refuses to even try yoga and i'm like it's the best thing for you like just try it just do uh restorative yoga i mean yeah it's so easy anyone can do restorative yoga like that's the problem is that a lot of people go into the wrong classes because there's so many different names of classes. So you go into the wrong class when you're a beginner and then you get like scared off of it. Like that one chick. That the, one we the took outdoor. in the park. Yeah. Yeah. So like this poor girl's like, she's like, oh, this is my first time like doing yoga. And then the instructor was sitting there on the, when we're all on grass, having us do balancing pose after balancing pose. And then she ended up like rolling her mat and like, like slinking away. So now this poor girl thinks like, this is what yoga is. And it's like, no, like if you go to, okay, here's my last bit on yoga a bit. Anyway, (laughs) I could talk about yoga for a whole episode. Maybe one day. (laughs) That could be a bonus episode too. If you're looking to ever start a yoga practice, um, go for classes that say restorative, yin, or gentle. Those are the words that you're looking for, for a yoga class. Those are the ones you want to do because you don't want to do things like Ashtanga. Um, that's my favorite, but you don't want to do it because it's just, it's too much for beginners. Uh, power, yeah. never do power. I, I was going to say like no, power. no power. Never. I don't even like doing power yoga and I love Ashtanga. I don't like doing power yoga. Um, like you can do some, if you want to start working up after you do a couple of like the restoratives and the like gentles, then like go to like a, a Hatha class. That's just basic yoga with some standings and some of those types of things and work your way up. But like, don't just jump into a power yoga and be like, I freaking hate yoga. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, because you just had to do 20 poses in one minute because power yoga is like the like crossfit of yoga. <laughs> All right. And now do this and this and this and this and this. And this. <laughs> Stop why. But anyways, yes, everyone should do yoga. Oh yeah, one last thing before um, we introduce who our guest is this week. I want to let you, no one sees I'm pointing except for Stacy, uh, know that we have advertisements available. Yay! Have you ever wanted to advertise your business for an extremely low price of just starting at $15 on a wildly successful podcast? Well, we've given you that opportunity. That's Um, right. (laughs) Feel free to, if you're interested in um, letting anyone know about any specials you have going on, um, if you're just wanting to promote your business, uh, anything at all, we will do an ad for you on this podcast Mm -hmm. starting at just $15. Yep. We have ads and then we have social media that we'll do. So we have two different things. So, um, the pricing is super reasonable. Um, and yeah, and then all of Dunedin and all of our listeners, uh, will get to hear about your business on there. So but if you're interested, a- just email us at meet us on main street podcast at gmail.com. All right. Well, Stacy, would you like to introduce our guest for this week? Sure. This week's guest is Russell Hilton with Dunedin Bike Tours. Well, stay tuned and have a listen to learn all about Russ and his awesome Dunedin Bike Tour. I'm going to start recording and then you can yeah, play around edit with editing. So, of these course. You're saying gems. That's why I'm, like, I'm complimenting you. Like, there are, these are fucking gems over here. And you guys are just like. Not recording away. Okay. Of course, now that we're recording, nothing interesting will. Hello. No, I believe the same thing. Everybody has a story and you just have to ask and dig about it. Exactly. Uh, I do the same thing when I do like team building is I'll sit everybody around Mm -hmm. the table and say, all right, tell us something that we don't know about you. Mm -hmm. Found out a coworker at the time, she went to clown college. And she was kind of interesting because she wanted to be, you know, part of the, on the side, she wanted to do a clown thing. But you would have never known that talking to her. Yeah. You know, just because of business aspect, she's in an office. Never exactly. And no one, you know, no one ever asks either. Mm-hmm. And you get to know people because you're vulnerable. Mm-hmm. You're vulnerable at that point when somebody asks you those types of things and you say, okay, well, if you don't know this about me, this is your mm-hmm. vulnerability. And that is what really takes hold uh, to make a relationship and connection to people. So even on my tours, when I'm doing tours, I ask people little questions. Where do you work? Where do you live? What do you do? How many kids you have? Just those little things, those little subtle conversations. Mm-hmm. 
But when you get in a little bit deeper, you can ask deeper questions along in the tour, and you really get to know the person as a little bit. So now you know them, and you're like friends by the time you get to the end of our tour. So Absolutely. Although for our tour, I was too busy uh, one-upping you with history, so <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have a chance. You were interviewing, <laughs> so our future positions would expand. That's right, where the History Museum expands a whole yeah. uh, wing, she's got it covered. <laughs> I told you on the tour, and I'll tell you again, I'm a nerd, all right? (laughs) Yeah, it came out real good there. (laughs) All right, so so welcome, Russ. Welcome to Meet Us on Main Street. How are you doing today? I'm doing fabulous. Love to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. You're welcome. We're so happy that you were able to come in today. So tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to settle in Dunedin. Well, a little bit of background on myself. Uh, I've been either working for myself or somebody else for the last 30-something years. Uh, (laughs) Yes, that Mm -hmm. shows how old I am. Um, (laughs) However, you know, came into Dunedin. I was actually working for a corporate company, and they had an opening here in Florida, which I had jumped on. Uh, And then process of moving here, uh, my wife asked a coworker of mine to, you know, where would you prefer to live if you were to live anywhere here in the area? And she said, Dunedin. And so we started kind of looking at this area. Now I'll tell you a little bit of backstory is that we had a son that passed away a little over 10 years ago. Uh, his name was Jay, or James, and we called him Jay, which his nickname was Jay Bird, mm-hmm. which his kind of symbol was a blue jay. And so when we drove into this town, his first thing you see is Dunedin, home of the blue jays. Mm-hmm. We knew in our hearts that this is where we needed to be. Yeah. That was just kind of tugged at us and said, hey, we need to be here. Mm-hmm. We looked around. We looked at two houses. And on the second house, we bought a house. Wow. And we moved here at that point. Loved it. Loved the downtown scene. Loved the main street because there is no chains. It's all mom and pops. Love that aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, when guests come in, we actually get to share that with them, too. And so that this is a great town to be in. Absolutely, So yeah. that's how we came about to being here. Oh, that's a beautiful story. Um, I completely believe in signs like that mm-hmm. so you were meant to come here and yep. mm-hmm. I meant to be here so exactly so who now that I'm a little the tears they're coming um <laughs> so, believe me I'm a conversation starter <laughs> I know jeez you know like that's all that radio talk that you're talking about <laughs> So tell us a little bit about Dunedin Bike Tours and where that idea spawned from. Uh, Dunedin Bike Tours actually came from two kind of things. Um, I was uh, recently working in corporate world and uh, left that and was trying to search for something that would really highlight my my aspects of, uh, I guess, my skill set. And during Christmas time, I was actually volunteering at the food pantry. My friend Joe there Mm -hmm. said, hey, you know... I know you're looking for something else, um, but you're much more of an entrepreneur than you are for working somebody else. And so he said, you know, I think you ought to start your own company. I'm like, okay, stuck that in the back of my brain. Then I had some friends that came over right after the holidays, and we spent a day in Dunedin. And we got there early, we went to breakfast, we went to lunch, we went to dinner, but we did everything. And what I was doing is I was taking them out to the causeway. I'm taking them out to these different points of the aspects around town, mm-hmm. the Fenway, uh, the Kellogg Mansion, all these little different places around town. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I had enough of the history in my head to get a good start. Yeah. And then I actually started looking to see if there were any other tours in town that were doing something like this. I couldn't find any. And then I decided, well, maybe we went for a bike tour. So I started searching bike tours. And at the time, there was only one, and it was not doing a regular bike tour every day. And so I started researching more, and I couldn't find anybody else doing a tour like this. So I designed it, built it, presented it to different people, and they all loved the idea. So Mm -hmm. I jumped on it and took from there. And let me say, you put it together in such a short amount of time. Mm. And we took the tour last week, and it's like you've been doing this for years. I mean, you're so knowledgeable about the city, and you you know so much history. Um, even the Kellogg Mansion, I, I banter with you about me knowing a lot of Dunedin history, but I had no idea. And I've passed that 
house a million times and I never knew that it was anything special. Right. Um, so how did you compile all of your information together? Well, and as part of my business plan and marketing plan was part of it is also doing the research, the research and development, um, or I'd like to say replicate and duplicate. Um, I actually started reading a lot, reading every book I could find about Dunedin, uh, every tour picture, anything I could find, and just trying to start put it together and then start putting it into a timeline and put it into certain buckets, if you will, so that I could really talk about certain things, like the Kellogg Mansion. Mm -hmm. As you know, I spouted off lots of numbers and dates and everything about it, but it was all because I focused on just that one thing for the moment. Then I jumped to the next item. And I would sit there and research it to death. Mm -hmm. Once I had everything researched to death, I just kind of put it all together into a tour. Yeah. What I'll just say this real quick. I what I loved most about the tour that we took is that you know it's not just your typical history of Dunedin. You take people into Hammock Park and you take them. You know, and you show the flora and the fauna of the area. And, you know, it's very interesting in that way where um, you're pointing out more than, you know, a tour I've taken before on just the history. And mm-hmm. I really like that. Yeah. Um, it's really interesting to see everything that Dunedin has to offer. Right. It, there's a whole lot here more than just history. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, there's a cultural background. Mm-hmm. There's a musical background. Every restaurant has bands playing almost every Friday and Saturday night. We have Piper on the pier having bagpipes playing on the pier. We have a cultural history. We have a fine arts center. We have galleries around the town. We have local artists all over town. Mm -hmm. We get to highlight some of that, too. Then there's also great wildlife. So we're also doing wildlife spottings. Uh, Yesterday, went out and saw a great blue heron hanging in the trees. Hanging out. Uh, We've seen dolphins. Uh, We've seen all kinds of different wildlife. Then I also talk about the plant life. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's different flowers that I can show year-round that are bloom different times of year. So there's different tours all the time. So you got the plant life, the wildlife, and then the fun life. Mm-hmm. What I call the, the bar scene and the breweries and everything else. Mm-hmm. So we get to take you all of those different places. And being a tour guide, you actually get to, to give recommendations to people. They're like, where's the best place to have this? Where's the best place to have barbecue? Where's the best place to have Mexican? I can tell you every spot in town mm-hmm. and probably the best ones that I would go to. And anytime I've taken a tour somewhere else, whether it be Alaska, Hawaii, or in Europe or somewhere, I've always asked the tour guide, where's this the best place to go? Oh, yeah. The tour guide always knows. Always knows mm-hmm. the best places. And I am the same way. I feel like an ambassador to Dunedin. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to do that a lot of times just being right on the street and just talking to people. Uh, telling them the the best places in town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were telling us a little bit on uh, last week when, you know, you stand in front of the History Museum to greet your tours and so many people stop and ask you. So you really are the ambassador of Dunedin with your orange shirts. People come over and, you know, ask, where's the restroom? Where's this place to go? Where's mm-hmm. that place? So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And I'm always still willing to learn. There's places I haven't You just need to write Dunedin Ambassador (laughs) on your shirt, too. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just going to have to help you. I'll help you visitors. (laughs) Uh, So um, talking about your tour route, do you have a favorite stop on it? My two favorite stops, because one of the aspects of my tour is that we actually count the oranges that are painted around town. Right. that is done by an artist, Stephen Spathel. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is locally in Dunedin, has a gallery. And part of our tour, we actually get to stop by his gallery. Occasionally, we get to actually meet him. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of our local celebrity. And it's great to meet him because you can actually sit and talk and you can ask, how many oranges are there? You know, where are they? He'll tell you all the history about it. Uh, he'll tell you about when he started, how he started it. And it's kind of interesting to see that all while you're riding a bike and you're counting all these oranges and you see them, mm-hmm. he actually gets to tell you firsthand. So, and you also get to see the gallery. Going back into the cultural aspect of Dunedin, we get to see his gallery along with five other artists in the same uh, space that they also have a gallery. So you get to see that part of the bike tour as well. My second favorite for the view, absolutely hands down, is the Fenway. Going up to the Hi-Fi rooftop bar. The best view in Dunedin. I agree with you. Definitely the best view. I'm so happy that they opened the Fenway up again after mm-hmm. so many years of lying there vacant. And, right. you know, that view, stunning. And it was this close to being torn down. It was really, 
a shame that it got down so bad that it was almost going to be torn down. Mm-hmm. And then the Tai Chi Society stepped in and saved it. And thank God they did. I, uh, I know. Exactly. It, it is the, it is called the, um, the queen of the jewel of the grand lady lady of Dunedin. Dunedin. Thank you. Grand lady of Dunedin. (laughs) Whenever you uh, are unsure of the history, (laughs) just come come to to your assistant. I'm just kidding. (laughs) She's my R and D department. I love love teasing you on that. (laughs) I like, it's so funny. I've lived in Dunedin. I wasn't even, you know, born and raised here, but I've lived in Dunedin for 13 years now. And, uh, I didn't know the history until probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. And then I learned everything. And now I'm like a nerdy know-it-all, you know? Yeah. You have. <laughs> and it's interesting to see how many firsts are here in Dunedin. Uh, the first amphibious tank, uh, mm-hmm. the first orange concentrate, uh, you know, the first oranges that were painted on the buildings, all of those yep. little things, the first Publix. Oh, don't know about that one, huh? Come take the tour, you'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> but all those firsts happened right here in Dunedin, and a lot of people don't realize that, and we get to share that you know, with everybody as it comes by the street, take on a bike tour, uh, or even on a podcast. Mm-hmm. I will say I love the counting of the oranges, and ever since your tour, I've been going around town saying, Orange! <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, it becomes a habit, yes. Um, it becomes very, um, I don't say... Just interesting to go around and you're noticing it and you're popping and you're turning your head and you're always looking. You're looking in these inconspicuous mm-hmm. spots. Yep. Uh, whether it's on a banister or whether it's on way down on the bottom of a porch, you're still looking for it all over. So, Russ, what do you like best about your job Just now? meeting interesting people. I mean, you get to meet all walks of life from all over the country. We have a lot of visitors here in Dunedin. And a lot of residents. I always say my tour is good for visitors, residents, and residents with visitors. Mm-hmm. But I love to see that there's different people. Last week I had avid bird watchers, and they were spotting birds that I didn't see. And so it was just kind of neat to see. You see different aspects. I had a couple from Arkansas the other week. They had to sing the Arkansas fight song at the, down at the Edgewater Park. Uh, so, I mean, there are all kinds of different aspects of different people from all over the country. I get to learn a little bit from everybody as well. So, Russ, what would you say is your favorite part of Dunedin? What do you love best about Dunedin, I should say? The best part about Dunedin is our downtown area where there are no outside national chains. It is all mom and pop restaurants, bars, uh, shops, art galleries, any of those items. The great thing about it, and I tell the visitors this when they're in town, if you're here for the first time and you walk into any one of these shops or restaurants, you're probably dealing with an owner somewhere along the line. Definitely. Uh, especially on the shop side of it, but even the restaurants, it's a lot of times you will find the owners that are right there you know, helping make the food as well. Mm-hmm. So that great aspect. I go to a lot of restaurants. I get to know some of these shops. I, I get to know the owners, mm-hmm. and I get to meet with them, and they recognize me when I come back. And that is the great thing is that small town feel, even though we have about 35,000 people in this town, you have still have that small town feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, plus all the events that are going on. I mean, there's always something going on in Dunedin. There's something every other weekend, if mm-hmm. not every weekend. Absolutely. Um, that is cultural based or, or you know, uh, musically based or, or there are parades going on. All of those things combined mm-hmm. uh, makes Dunedin the best. I just think it's one of the best places to live. And it's pure paradise here, so. So back to the founding of your company, were you always like a, an avid bike rider or how did you come up with bikes in particular for the tour as opposed to like a walking tour or something like that? Good question. Um, actually, I've always been into biking uh, periodically all, on and off in my life. I went mountain biking when I used to live in Missouri. Uh, when I got here, first thing we did was make sure we had a good bike to uh, ride around town. Uh, we wanted to be close to the Pinellas Trail, so that was just always kind of part of it. But then back in my mind, I was always kind of, you know, the dream was kind of like, oh, I'll come home from work, I'll be able to go out take my bike out at night and go ride. And I always just enjoyed that ride because it just kind of settles my mind, mm-hmm. helps me think, uh, just creatively think sometimes. Uh, yeah. You know, work out some energy and things like that, and you get some exercise at the same time. Yeah, definitely. So that's what kind of drew me towards that. And then when I started doing the research and nobody was doing a bike tour like I was going to do, mm-hmm. that made mine special. So. Well, Dunedin's perfect for biking, too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't attest to that since I don't ride 
a bike. But, but <laughs> everybody that I've talked to, everybody I've talked to, this is the, the crazy thing is everybody goes up and goes, man, that's an amazing idea. How come I didn't think of that? Right. It's a great right. idea. Why didn't anybody else think of that? Well, great. I did. Yeah. Nice. Watch out. Uh, you're about to have three or four that's going to follow you soon. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a good idea in these parts. So, Russ, when we met, you kind of shared with me you wake up every day with this philosophy, and I love it. It's beautiful. And I was wondering if you could share it with our listeners. Uh, sure. I have three philosophies that I wake up every day. Number one is to have fun. My goal in life is to make somebody smile today. No matter what I'm doing, I'm going to make them smile. I'm going to have fun doing it. If it's hard work that day, that's fine. Go make it fun. So number one is have fun. No matter what you're doing, you'll be surprised at how your attitude will change when you just have fun with everything you're doing. And it, it becomes infectious for everybody around you. Secondly is work smart. And you've heard that term before, but really think about it. Work smart means making executive decisions. How would an executive make a decision on what it is? Small, big, little, doesn't matter. Make an executive decision. Even executives make mistakes. That's okay. Mistakes are good. Good, bad, or ugly, you've got to make decisions every day. But make executive decisions. Lastly, no regrets. If you do the first two right, having fun and making executive decisions... You walk out at the end of the day having no regrets. You sleep wonderful at night because you know you did the best that you can do. You've made somebody smile, and it just works out great for you going forward, making those great decisions. And those great decisions that have fun, work hard, always comes out the best. I love that. So tell us, are there any future plans for your different for different tour Ooh. options? Let's see. Shall I let the cat out of the bag? Ooh, well. And there's a cat here, too. <laughs> there is a cat here, which is why I'm sounding stuffy today. You can do a teaser of it and like make people be like, wait, what? Why won't you tell us more? <laughs> well, let's see. I've got a couple ideas that I want to try. Um, one is a sunrise tour. where you actually will have a chance to uh, watch the sun come up over St. Joseph Sound. Uh, out on the Devine Causeway, and then we ride into town and have breakfast and ride back. Mm -hmm. That would be the one of the tours. Um, uh, because we do end at the Fenway, uh, so all tours end at the Fenway, and you get a discount at the Fenway for taking our tour. Mm -hmm. Which is another thing, too, on our tours. I have a lot of kind of special partners around town. Yeah. That it, you get freebies uh, and discounts to different things just for taking our tour. I know. I was so shocked when you were like, it was like they kept coming, the coupons for things. like <laughs> And our free stuff. <laughs> and yeah, if you um, go on our social media, you can see some of the beautiful swag that we got on our tour. So where can people book a tour with you? Very easily. Uh, go to DunedinBikeTours.com. And there's a book online and book now button, and just click on that. Pick your day, pick the times that you want to go, and how many people's in your party. And in about two minutes, you can be booked and ready to go. Easy enough. Easy enough. Bring your bikes, rent a bike, either way, and meet me at the History Museum. Rent a trike if you can't ride a bike. That's true. It can be done. It can be done. I can attest to it. That's right. <laughs> You're still right. recovering, are you? <laughs> I am okay. I um, For our listeners who will be watching the uh, video of me on a trike, I will just explain this. I'm not ashamed to say that I was never taught to ride a bicycle. I, I am <gasps> revealing a... Some personal information here. I was never taught to ride a bike as a child, uh, so I make do with riding adult trikes like a little old lady, and I enjoy it very much. <laughs> and this is a really big deal that you're admitting this, because our podcast has at least 10,000 followers. Oh, definitely. And so now 10,000 yes. people yes. know your deep, dark secret. Thousands you're of a tricycle now, rider. <laughs> thousands of people now know. I only ride tricycles. <laughs> We're working on that, though. By the end of our friendship. Training yeah, wheels are coming your way, lady. By the way, uh, so Russ, we saw when we were renting our bikes mm -hmm. at Cafe Racer that they have a tandem recumbent bike. Correct. And we were like, darn it, had we known about this, we totally would have rented that for shits and giggles. It oh, yeah, been fun. absolutely. <laughs> 
I, so we'll have to come do it again and yes, do the recombination. Would selfie stick while we're riding, yeah. too? Yeah. <laughs> and our shots are yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. So before we get into the game, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I do want to ask you to reveal, do you have any, since I revealed my fun, interesting fact, which isn't very fun, nor interesting, (laughs) let alone just sad. Um, (laughs) So uh, do you have any fun facts about yourself? I do have to ask, are you related to the Hilton family that owns the famous hotel chain? Uh, We had... Colgate on with our guest Brian from Blue Atlas Marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us, are you famous as well? No, not famous in that <laughs> way. Uh, I, if I stay at a Hampton or a Hilton or any of the Hilton properties, I usually get an upgrade for some reason out of the blue. I have no idea. Fun fact: changing my name to Hilton tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you know, change it to Marriott, Hyatt, anything like that. It'll work. <laughs> So now she's a tricycle rider. It's going to be named Hilton. Yeah. (laughs) So one of the fun facts about me that not a lot of people know uh, is that uh, I was actually a mobile DJ for 25 years and loved music, loved that, you know, loved listening to music and helping with people with weddings and things like that. And one of the other interesting things about me is that I'm actually an Elvis fan. And because of that, me is that I'm actually an Elvis impersonator. Ooh! The whole jumpsuit, sunglasses, jewelry, wig, the whole bit. And do a pretty good job. It's actually helped me uh, meet a lot of people over the years. That uh, Some celebrities and different things. And just got to do some adventurous things over the years with it. That is too cool. So, uh, can you sing us out until we play the game then? Alright. Well, since both Stacy and Tia are kind of like my little sisters, I'll start with my favorite Elvis tune, Little Sister. Little sister, don't you? Little sister, don't you? Little sister, don't you kiss me once or twice and say it's kind of nice and then you run? Little sister, don't you do what your big sister done? Well, I dated your big sister and I took her to the show. She went for some candy, she left with Jim Dandy and snuck right out the door. Little sister, don't you? Little sister, don't you? Little sister, don't you kiss me once or twice and say it's very nice and then you run. Little sister, don't you do what your big sister don't. Thank you. Thank you very much. (laughs) Woo! (laughs) Yes! Musical performances. Yeah. Ah, this show just gets better and better. (laughs) My eyes are now watering. (laughs) Sorry. It's not the cat anymore. She's crying. I'm crying. It's beautiful. Elvis. She's Alright, Russ, it's time for another game edition on Meet Us on Main Street Ooh, Podcast. The home game. <laughs> Are you scared? Absolutely, I'm terrified. Well, you should be, because you're on our scare tactics. Please All don't right. sue me. Okay, anyways, so since Russ, you are in you are in the business of a form of transportation, so I have devised a list of transportation-based questions <laughs> where you will guess the mode of transportation based on the question that I'm asking about it. Okay. <laughs> I, I actually explained it a lot more complicated than it really is. So I hope so. <laughs> transportation questions, you're going to guess what mode of transportation it is. Okay. Okay. Are you ready for Is there this? sound effects? There will be, but you don't hear them right now. You'll, you'll actually, I oh put my them God, in these later. Right. <laughs> You're going to have to really reach deep into your acting skills because you know how on like TV shows, they don't actually have that ominous music playing in the background. So you're going to have to dig deep. Okay. All right. Okay, coach. All right, Stacy, can I have one minute on the clock? You got it. All right. Let me know. All right. And go. Dogs are used to pull these pl- uh, these in places like Alaska. Dog sleds. Ding, ding, ding. This aircraft has the ability to take off and land vertically and to hover for extended periods of time. Uh, Harrier. Uh, not the... Mm, I mean, another name for it. <laughs> no, 
another name for it? Uh, oh gosh, I forgot the name of it. I don't visualize it. <laughs> is the thing they have tours of? They have the, the another kind of tour that you can see all the scenery Helicopter. around. There we go. Ding ding. <laughs> the Wright brothers invented and flew the first one of these in 1903. Airplane. All right. The dandy horse was the first human means of transport to use only two wheels in tandem. It is regarded as the modern form of this transportation forerunner. Uh, rickshaw or chariot? No, oh, if you don't get this one, you're fired from your job. Oh, man. Uh, a tricycle. Oh, one more. One less wheel. <laughs> a, a car. One less wheel than a tricycle. A bicycle. Yay! Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> this type of transportation used to reside where the Pinellas Trail is today. It was the oh. Orange Belt Railway. You can still answer it. Yeah, that's a train. Yay! Ding, 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 ding. So you got one, two, three, four, five answers right. I was going for 50. <laughs> and as always, I will pull out the gift drawer, which is this bag of Florida oranges. oranges. All right. Woohoo! Woo! So you can use those because you like to give them away on your tours. So now you can use not that one because when we post that on social, not that one. Um, but... Now you can give them to your tours. Very good. Um, you have some oranges for them. So. Cool, cool, cool. And why do they have to have oranges? Because they have orange smiles. Ah. <laughs> Thank you for playing. And that concludes yet another great edition of our game on Meet Us on Main Street. Thank you so much, Russ, for uh, being with us today. It was so much fun taking the bike tour. And we've got some good video of us on that bike tour for our Stacy and Tia Do Stuff video that is out now also. And also too, uh, so BAYP is having a, which we talked about last week with Sam, who's the chairman of BAYP. We are actually having Russ's offering us a bike tour on on june 13th and 14th uh he's actually starting to introduce a sunset bike ride so we are kind of going to be his test guinea pigs uh so it'll be on um yeah saturday and sunday it's going to be starting at six at the fenway he'll have on his website a spot to register so if you want to take a look to see what his bike tour is all about um we will be doing that on the 13th and 14th for more information, visit the BAYP Facebook page, and that's where you can find information on reserving your spot. Just be aware you do have to have a bike or rent one and uh, reserve your spot ahead of time. Or a trike. Don't discriminate against those with trikes. Correct. <laughs> what she meant to say was, fuck you, Tia. <laughs> We've been doing our virtual movie nights. Uh, we were doing them once a week, but we're going to start doing them once a month since everyone's kind of starting to get back out into the world. But we're not, but we can't get rid of them because we're having too much fun doing them. So we'll just be doing them once a month. Um, this next one we'll have is actually will be, Russ will be our guest along with our permanent guest, Brian. Um, he's just our perma guest now uh, for all of our virtual movie nights. All right, guys. Well, that does it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure you review, rate, and subscribe to our podcast and also to our YouTube channel so you don't miss any of those wacky videos that we're putting out like Stacey and Tia do stuff. Yes. And I'm also... Uh have started to edit some of our virtual movie nights and I'm going to start putting them up on YouTube. So those will be there as well. Um, and then remember advertising your commercial could be here. <laughs> Pause for 30 seconds. All right, guys have a great uh, couple of weeks until we meet again. Goodbye. Bye. Fuck you, Goku.